The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always reach out greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation today. Today, we are talking about stress, but more specifically, (laughs) what stress does, the physical effects of stress on your body. It is very, very interesting, the physical side of stress in terms of immune, digestion, adrenals. So I want to explain a little bit more about what stress does. Not necessarily, this is not, (laughs) this is not necessarily a show on how to properly manage stress because, um, you know, pretty candidly, I'm a work in progress and I'm just kind of a medium manage of stressors. Like, (laughs) it's so funny. I tell people, you know, I know how to do these things. And, um, you know, when we talk about health and wellness and navigating through health hurdles, you know, I've been through so many of them. (laughs) If not, I myself, likely an immediate family member. And the aspect of stress, you know, military husband, mom, business owner, right? Like, I have loved ones who are close to me that are... um, you know, they've lost their health and they're going through their own health journey. Three kids, did I, did I mention I had three kids in four years? Um, but like just those husbands, military and, military and police. Um, so yeah, it is one that I tell people, I'm like, listen, you know, the advice that I give, and I'll give you that advice too as well. But um, I can say that it's easier said than done in terms of how to manage stress. So let's just talk about what stress might be doing to your body. But it is important when we talk about the five essentials that we talk about at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Our essentials being max mind, nervous system, oxygen and lean muscle, decreasing toxicity, and mindset. And I feel like the stress aspect comes with a mindset. And you know, and here's here's the overall candid thing that's that's true is that are you healthy if you are living in a state of constant stress are you healthy and then the answer to that 
is no, right? Like there's short-term stress and it's kind of like um, acute inflammation. Inflammation and chronic is not good, right? It's really hard on the body. It's not a healthy thing. Though when we look at inflammation on like the acute aspect of things, because it does a really good thing. Acute inflammation is very good. Acute stress can be a good thing. For example, is when you talk about like adrenals, you would physically die without your adrenals. Guarantee you that you know no one who's had their adrenals removed because you physically can't, right? So, um, but what about if you're like in a state of chronic stress? And that's one where I want to talk more about uh, even from like just the digestive system, what it does. So we'll dive down deeper into that. But before that, we have some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. Today's Health in the News, we're talking about drinking at least four cups of certain teas may reduce type 2 risk of diabetes, research finds. thought this was interesting. I talked a bit about tea several weeks ago, which is good if you if you missed that, that show. You can always look on our... Um, website greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com we have uh, the podcast platforms so the more updated would be um, podcast so apple podcast or whatever streaming platform you get your podcast it's also on the freedom 95 website freedom 95.us under the podcast tabs you can check it out there but we talked about that you can make a good thing bad so i want to before we even dive down into this article they are talking about real tea we're not talking about the teas that you have that are like mm, the s'mores and tropical fruit punch. They're talking about black and green and oolong, right? like real tea. So buyer beware. Make sure that the quality of your tea, not all tea, is <laughs> created equal. So anyways, again, this is drinking at least four cups of certain tea may reduce uh, type 2 diabetes risk, research finds. So drinking black, green, and oolong tea might have more benefits than a little energy boost. A certain amount could reduce the risk of developing type 2 diabetes, a new research has found. Drinking at least four cups of any of these tea per day has been linked with a 17% risk lower risk of developing type 2 diabetes. That's important, 17% lower risk of developing type 2 diabetes over an average period of 10 years. That's a long, that's a long time to drink tea. According to research published this past week, the research, which hasn't yet been published in a scientific journal, will be presented to the European Association for the Study of Diabetes annual meeting in Stockholm this week. The relationship between drinking tea and type 2 diabetes risk has been previously studied, but results have been inconsistent. Our studies showed that the association between tea consumption and type 2 diabetes depended on the amount of tea consumed. 
only sufficient tea consumption can show clinical effects. Based on our findings, I would advise the public to consume more tea in their daily lives if appropriate. This is, again, this is unsweetened tea, my friends. This is not sweet tea. I know that this is not, I don't have to talk about it as much in the Midwest as I do when I lived in the South, but like, it's still not all the way true, sweet tea. So the abstract authors first studied 5,000, about 5,200 adults with no history of type 2 diabetes who had participated in the China Health and National Survey. Uh, This is a perspective study examining the economics, sociological issues, and health of residents from nine Chinese provinces. They were recruited in 1997 and followed until 2009. At the beginning of the study, participants provided information about lifestyle factors such as food and drink habits, exercise, smoking, and alcohol consumption. Initially, research found that tea drinkers and non-drinkers in the study had a similar risk of type 2 diabetes. But when researchers decided to look into whether the amount consumed among tea drinkers made a difference by undertaking a systemic review of a 19-cohort study involving more than 1 million adults from 8 countries, the results were different. The more cups of green tea, oolong, and black tea the participants drank daily, the lower the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. The measures tracked across these studies were whether participants drank less than one cup of tea per day, one to three cups per day, or four or more. The authors cautioned that the research doesn't prove that drinking tea reduces type 2 diabetes risk, but does suggest tea drinking likely contributes, um, according to the news release. They also noted that they relied on participants' own assessments of their tea drinking consumption and couldn't rule out the possibility that unmeasured lifestyle and physiological factors could have affected the results. So it could be that people who drank more tea uh, avoid or less often drink more harmful sugary drinks or equivalent, or they have other health behaviors that led them to have lower risks of type 2 diabetes. So they said, you know, obviously all the studies, take it with a grain of salt. We need to do more research. Um, but they said one of the aspects could be a particular component in tea, such as polyphenols, may reduce blood glucose concentration by inhibiting the activity of alpha glucosidase and or inhibiting the activity of other enzymes. But a sufficient amount of the bioactive substance is required to be effective. Polyphenols are substances found in many plants and give some flowers, fruits, and vegetables their color, according to the National Cancer Institute. Polyphenols antioxidant property, which may help prevent or delay cell damage in the body. Bioactive substance are nutrients or non-nutrients in food that affect how the body functions. Interesting fun fact that's not in here. Polyphenols most often cause um, found in like fruits and vegetables. Uh, though the main source of polyphenol consumption here in the United States is from coffee. So one of those kind of interesting takes when um, tea can be a really good thing. There's actually a lot of health benefits that come from tea. So I love being able to see that drink in higher amounts. Though that being said, you know, you obviously have to be conscious of the caffeine intake, especially if you're not consuming water, you know, like I drink four cups of tea a day and no other liquids. And you're like, eh, that's not necessarily as healthy as it really, as it really should be. So 
it's just one aspect when you're like, hey, there's really good aspects of things that God made, right? Like you typically plants and flowers are where teas come from, but we've, as man, taken them and added all of these artificial flavors and ingredients and where it's like, you just, well, I don't like regular tea. And you're like, because it's just tea. Green tea is just, you know, the green tea. It's so no, it doesn't have all of this flavor and sugar and if we make a good thing bad. So it's just one of those things that get back down to the basics and, you know, God's given us so many amazingly great things that we can consume as long as we just keep them the way that God made them. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to dive down deeper into how stress can physiologically affect your body. You won't want to miss it. Next. listening to maximize your life with dr leanne we're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com you're listening to maximize your life with dr leanne hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us here's dr leanne Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can schedule an appointment, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Today we're talking about stress. We are talking about how stress physically affects the body, what it does, why it does it. So ways stress can actually physically impact your body. <laughs> now, before we dive into that, I have a story of patients that we had in the office, have in the office. They are current patients. And Bob and Kay are their name. And, it, you know, usually when we do testimonies, we say, hey, they're, you know, sciatic pain. And here's all that we do with sciatic pain or facet syndrome or spinal stenosis or, you know, cholesterol or blood sugar, all these things. right? And then I play a testimony of those people where this is not necessarily applicable, but exactly what we do in the office. And it was just one that I could not not share like I had I had to share it. double negatives are not positive right so I had to share uh because of the just sheer fact that when they started in the office they just started they decided they're going to live the five essentials and they decided that they were going to do what we teach in the office like so oftentimes like I had someone more recently who um stopped care after like a week or two at stage three degeneration is lower back. And we give you tools and actions in a, in a home care kit, like uh, things for you to be proactive, not only in the office, but at home as well. And he did none of that stuff. And he came back and said, what you do doesn't work. And then there's these other people who, 
You know, they're like, well, I, I did a couple of these, and but I didn't do all the stuff, but it didn't work. And I'm like, well, no. It's like saying I'm I'm going to make my own sch- schedule for antibiotics and not take it the three times a day for the 10 days. I'm just going to do whatever I want. And we're going to come to the end of the 10 days and say, oh, my gosh, well, the antibiotic didn't work. And you're like, no, you you didn't hold yourself accountable to do what you're supposed to do. And so just to be along the health journey with Bob and Kay to see like just the quality of life that they've regained by living the five essentials at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, it was so immense. It was just something that I really thought that everyone would enjoy hearing their story. So here's Bob and Kay. Hi, I'm Kay. And I'm Bob LaGrange. And I started coming to Dr. Leanne about six, seven years ago. Uh, could barely walk. I'd go on walks with a friend and we'd have to stop because my hips would hurt. So I came first and um, I had a sciatic problem. And within a month I was walking um, and feeling much better. I have since then lost 60 pounds with her encouragement and we just got back from Ireland and did about five miles of walking every day and enjoyed it. And, uh, well, I uh, really enjoy coming here. Our, our daughter lives in Hamilton, Ohio, and she has gone to a Max Living um, Chiropractic Center and uh, liked it. She says, you guys need to try this out. This is so different than anything I've ever been to, and is, I've had good results. So that's when she started coming. I did come for a few months after uh, Kay started, but uh, I'm glad I did. Uh, when I first came here, I was having... Uh, not so much pain, but I had awkward mobility in my neck. To uh, see anything on either side, I'd have to turn my entire body. Well, now I can turn my head with absolutely no problems at all, and it's been very beneficial. And I was also had what they call a heart attack neck. It was almost straight. Well, I have really good curvature in my in my neck now, which has really helped me. There's no no pain at all. I, uh, I try to do my exercises and warm up good before we have our, have the adjustment and it's uh, worked out very well for me. And uh, I encourage anybody that uh, has never had this type of chiropractic care before to try this out because this is really good and innovative stuff. They also offer a lot of other little things you can take advantage of here that's just wonderful. Uh, they have seminars and different things and tips every week hanging on the wall there uh, when you're on your vibrating pad to uh, get your get your adjustment set and everything that you can read. And there's a lot of good information all the time. And the staff is very helpful and very, uh, well, customer-oriented, or I should say patient-oriented here. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's good. Our, I think our main objective, we have two four-year-olds and one one-year-old granddaughters. And six years ago, I could not have kept up with them. And uh, we can now have them for four, three and four days at a time. We're tired, but we keep up with them. And, and I think my main goal was to keep myself around until they graduate from high school and get married and see them grow up. And I, I think with Dr. Leanne and her staff's help, that's going to happen. Yes. Definitely. So that's our story. Now, if you want to know more about how to start making the first steps in taking your life and your health back into your own hands, give us a call. 
or again, you can hop online to our website, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule initial exam and consultation. Now let's dive into stress. I know that for the most part, um, (laughs) none of us following the pandemic are necessarily strangers to stress, right? But here's where stress can be a good thing, right? Like think about back in the day or even (laughs) even now, I guess, (laughs) you know, you're in Yellowstone and you see a bear and the bear thinks you look like a delicious snack. Your body would go through a stress response. It's a good thing, right? So what happens when we are exposed to? to stress, right? And it could be it could be something that's in your control. It should could be something that's out of your control. It could be something that you are choosing to stress about before you know what the issue even is, and this is how we create the long stress. Some of it's unavoidable and some of it is avoidable. So this is one where it kind of uh when we are exposed to stress, It could be where we're startled, we're frightened, we're angry. Our body produces hormone called adrenaline. Like we've heard about adrenaline. You know, adrenaline can help you flip over a car. So your body secretes adrenaline to give you strength and alertness to fight off or escape danger. This is our fight or flight response, right? You almost get like you get into a car accident, fight or flight. Uh, someone wants to try to fight, you want to fight or you're going to run, fight them or run. So it works great when we're faced with danger, especially physically, right? We need to run away. You think about what stress was in the old days. Like you were literally being chased by a mountain lion. But then, you know, people resolved the problem, worked off the tension in the that the adrenaline produces like it goes away adrenaline is responsible for shallow breathing adrenaline is responsible for your heart pounding for increasing sweat your intestines shut down literally shunts the blood away from your intestines causes you to be intense apprehensive jittery you're on alert and you think, well, goodness, why is it that that would happen? And because, <laughs> it, for example, if we continue on being chased with a mountain lion or a bear, think about all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, like this bear is going to eat me. Your, your, what your body shouldn't do is say, oh my gosh, I need to poop, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, no, listen, we don't need to worry right now about digestion and absorbing nutrients because you don't know if you're going to have intestines that are still inside of your body in five minutes, right? So our body is like, you know what I need to do? I need to get the part moving. I need to get like the blood flowing to the extremities to make sure they can move, right? Like I need to um, be on it for like quick responses. But but then but then one of two things happens, Right. You either get eaten, you die, or you escape. 
and that stress is supposed to subside. We weren't made to be in a state of chronic stress where we're being chased by this proverbial mountain lion or bear for days, for weeks, for months, for years, right? Like the stress responses are natural and it helps a person rise to the challenge by enhancing focus and alertness and energy level. But there has to be a point, and that's called your sympathetics, your sympathetics or your fight and flight. Your parasympathetics or your rest and digest. There has to be a point where we're not always in this sympathetic fight or flight response. where We're just infused with adrenaline, epinephrine, norepinephrine, cortisol. What's interesting too is that when a child's brain, so an underdeveloped brain, is exposed to heightened levels of stress, the developing brain itself can be altered and damaged by a high level of these stress hormones. Uh, it's oftentimes associated with improper development of brain structures. That includes the hippocampus, your thalamus, your amygdala. Your amygdala is responsible for fear. So let's dive down into some more of the physical effects of rest, what stress does in adults. So <laughs> this isn't surprising, is that you will find that there is a raise in blood pressure, right? Like that's, an, that's probably the most obvious one where people are like, you better chill out or you're going to have a stroke. Um, your heart rate and your blood pressure increase in response. This has prehistorically helped us survive again by running and fighting faster. Short term is to be expected. Chronic is where this can contribute to hypertension. This increases the chance of kidney failure, stroke, heart attack, or even heart failure. Why that is is because um, it, we don't really dive down deep into it, but different um, processes like aldosterone deal with your, your kidneys actually have a very, very large impact on your blood pressure. Um, interesting fun fact unrelated to chronic stress, but for example, lithotripsy. Lithotripsy is a process with shock waves, ultrasonic shock waves that they send to break up kidney stones if they're still in the kidneys. If your medical provider feels that the kidneys are quote unquote too big to be passed, What's interesting about that is that because of the blasting of the kidneys, one of the side effects is that um, individuals will have unmanaged high blood pressure following that procedure. It's not often talked about. Another is that constant stress produces high levels of adrenaline, which can raise your blood pressure and your blood sugar. High blood pressure and blood sugar can weaken the heart and obviously other organs. This is why when you're really stressed, it is very often that you'll have an increase of sugar cravings. Uh, also, interesting side note, excessive caffeine, alcohol, and tobacco can also increase your adrenaline, which are ones where when people have like really, really like 
binders, like they drink a bunch of beer or wine or alcohol, um, that they like the drunk munchies or whatever people can talk about. Like why that is is because people's excessive alcohol con um, or tobacco can increase adrenaline, which increases sugar cravings, which there on the flip side causes that um, people to like binge and hunger and have all of those like snacks. So fun fact about that. It's also interesting. Um, I myself personally, I'll share kind of a personal story about this. My husband was deployed. He was special operations. I knew that I wasn't unsure. I was unsure of where he was at. But I knew that with special operations and the branch of service that he's in, that it was he was in active firefights. Um, and so that is a very high level of stress. I was a couple years into practice. And so, you know, if, <laughs> if you're a small business owner, you know that owning a small business is not for the faint of heart. And I remember going in and getting lab work. And when I had looked at it, it was very interesting because my fasting blood sugar was high. I thought that's interesting because I really was truly fasting, but my A1C was wonderful. I'm like, hmm. And so I was talking to like a fellow naturally minded practitioner and they're like, oh, well, you just weren't fasting. And I said, no, I was. And they're like, are you stressed? And I was like, no, I'm not stressed at all. And they said, isn't your husband deployed and aren't you a business owner? I was like, yes, yes. And so I would go through these super high highs and super low lows of unmanageable blood sugar highs and crashes that happened. And it was all because I felt like I was managing my stress properly. But my body was telling me, ma'am, you 100% are not. Now, what about your bowel movements? Have you ever noticed that stress has an effect on your poop? We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at Freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. So funny listening to some of those intro songs, the Christian-based ones, where <laughs> there are so often times I tell people, I'm like, you know that God's got this, you know, and then like I just got an email today and I was like, oh my gosh, like that stresses me out. Two things, right? 
One, I've allowed that email to create stress. It's for a meeting that I don't know what the meeting is about. And so now I am mulling over what this meeting is about in this pool of stress. And it's one of those ones where, you know what I would tell? It's so, so often, you guys, guys, so often. I'm like, why are you stressing about something that you don't know what the problem is? And so you're, you don't even know what you're stressing about. So if a patient told me that they were doing this, I would look at them and tell them that they were crazy. Why are you stressing over something that one, you don't know what the meeting's about, could be something very simple, it could be big, but you don't have to worry about that right now. And you know what I'm doing? Not, not what I would tell a patient to do. (laughs) It's one of the aspects on why we're doing this show today. Because I was like, gosh, it feels like my belly hurts. And I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? But then to um, one of my colleagues who's become a good friend, her... um, she found out that her dog died and her dog's been around for 13 years and she's very, very close to her dog. We recently were at a convention, an advanced training, and she had found out right as we were leaving, heading to the airport to fly back to our respective towns. And uh, she told me she barfed on the plane. And I was like, ha, you know, because she was just so stressed. She like emotions were so high. And it's like, how crazy is the human body that something that mentally comes at us causes that much stress that physically we come into this ailment state? And you see more of these chronic conditions, how it affects the human body so much. What's interesting about stress in the digestive system, and I also really want to touch base about stress in male and female hormones because I feel like this is a really important aspect that, the you know, We always talk about hormone imbalance, but no one really talks about like, what are your stress levels? Because we think that your stress levels don't have any bearing on that, which is 100% not true. So when we talk about stress and like bowel movements, what's so interesting is you're like, for some people, it causes constipation, right? Because when we go through the short term, it shunts all the blood away. So really what's happening regardless in terms of like a physical or physiological standpoint is that it can lead to constipation or diarrhea, which really in our society is what we call IBS. It's irritable bowel syndrome. This is one where I see, um, you're like, it could be diarrhea, could be constipation. We don't really know. What we do know is that it changes the um, speed of the digestive system. So sometimes it's too fast. Sometimes it's too slow. But oftentimes it's associated with the hormones from stress that are physically affecting the speed of digestion. But then also the pressure that's on the intestines as well like physical pressure from blood flow. So it's one where you might say, oh my gosh, I feel like I don't poop. And your friend might say, oh my gosh, when I'm stressed, that's the first thing, right? Like (laughs) you're so stressed about a talk at work or something and you get like bubble guts. (laughs) And you're like, why is that? It's just your digestive um, tract changing. Now, let's talk about male hormones first just because I feel like they're a little bit easier than when we talk about female 
what's really interesting about stress and the way that it affects the body from a hormonal standpoint is that um, men specifically, right? And we'll talk about the HPA axis, which is important for men and women. But we talk more about like sex hormone with men. It is very often times that we will see low libido, like a low sex drive, or ED, erectile dysfunction. And part of the reason of that is that more specifically in male, when stress continues for a longer duration of time, a man's testosterone levels begin to drop. So not only can this interfere with sperm production, it also has a bearing on impotence or erectile dysfunction. So chronic stress increases risk of infection for male organs, also like prostate and testes, because stress depletes your immune system, which we'll talk about as well. I'm going to run out of time. Um, so this is one where especially, too, you have to think about that stress is this fight or flight, right? So the last thing that our body thinks is a good idea when we're being chased by a bear is the sexuality aspect of human beings. So it's one where, uh, you know, when you're in a really stressful place in your, albeit marriage or job or with your kids, it's just not something because that is part of the rest and digest system. What I see oftentimes in females, and I'm like, oh my gosh, goodness gracious, because I know what we do is we say, hey, let's just do hormone replacement therapy. I feel like a million bucks because I'm replacing the hormones that are off balance or depleted. And you're like, but why? Why are they like that? Is it because you're going through the change? Is it because you have stress that now is having an effect on your hormonal health, women. So um, when you look, what often happens is it affects your adrenals. And this is part of your HPA access. Your HPA is your pituitary hypothalamic adrenals, hypothalamic pituitary adrenals, HPA, hypothalamic pituitary adrenals. So that's your HPA access. If you've ever heard of someone reference that, it ultimately um, when we're looking at someone is in this like stress response results in an increased production of steroids called glucocorticoids, which includes cortisol. Cortisol is what we kind of more regularly refer to as stress hormones. So during times of stress, the hypothalamus which is a collection of nuclei that connects the brain to the endocrine system, your hormone system. It signals your pituitary gland to produce a hormone, which in turn sends signals to your adrenal glands located above your kidneys to increase cortisol. Cortisol increases the level of energy fuel that's needed to mobilize glucose and fatty acids from the liver. Uh, cort cortisol is normally, um, it's, it's normal for your body to produce it. You literally will die if you can't produce cortisol. So it spikes upon awakening and slowly declines through the day. Um, though oftentimes when people are going through where their cortisol is at a burnout level, they'll actually see a cortisol spike between like 2 and 4 a.m. So if you're really, really stressed um, or you think that you're managing stress well and that you're fine, but you still get up between like 1 and 3 and 2 and 4, that is oftentimes a cortisol spike and that's a symptom of adrenal issues. Now, what happens is the adrenals then are fatigued because they're secreting all of this uh, cortisol 
But then they're also working with things like DHA. So in the alarm phase, cortisol and DHA are high. You identify the stress, it's up, and then you go down and it bounces back, right? Short-lived, it's recovered. When we do it for longer, these stress hormones, cortisol, DHEA, um, come back down, but they might look normal, but then the adrenals start to tire. When we go through the adrenal exhaustion phase, this is one where um, you'll see imbalances in terms of like progesterone, right? Cortisol depletes progesterone. Progesterone is needed for, uh, for example, uh, like fertility, right? You're, it's needed to maintain a proper, like a pregnancy in the second aspect in terms after ovulation. And so we have all of this huge hormonal imbalance. But when we see this hormonal imbalance, we definitely don't want to say it's stress because then you'd have to address it and make lifestyle changes. So what we do is we just tell people, hey, take all of this Vitex, Chastberry, put on this yam cream or this progesterone support in the second half of your cycle after you ovulate. And we're like, oh, cool. But we never really get to the cause of the problem and all of the other things that stress are causing. You feel like you're sick all the time. This is what I think is interesting, right? The holidays is oftentimes filled with a lot of stress because sometimes families can be stressful. And so not only are we stressed through the holidays, we're getting a lack of vitamin D because the sunshine's not out depending on where you live. And then on top of that, we're eating like absolute garbage between uh, Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. And then we just call it the cold and flu season and fail to address the fact that there's really no such thing as a cold and flu season. There's a, you are stress eating like crap, not exercising, not getting a proper amount of vitamin D, suppressing your immune system season. No such thing as cold and flu season, my friends. So stress depletes the immune system. So uh, cortisol, Cortisone and adrenaline released in response to stress are very potent suppressors of your immune system. And that is oftentimes where you also will see allergies and autoimmune come into play, right? It's so oftentimes, you know, we always say we're doctors of cause. We're doctors of cause of what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. We're doctors of cause. So it's so interesting about that is that we have patients who go through autoimmune. So the first thing the mainstream medicine says is like, oh my gosh, your overactive immune system is most definitely something. Here is an immune suppressant. By the way, the side effect is cancer. And this is what's going to stop your autoimmune disease. And you're like, but why is the immune system attacking? Why an allergy is your body's immune response to a harmless chemical or substance? Why is your immune system attacking grass? Like, why is your immune system attacking hay fever? And we're like, I don't know. We should definitely take this over the counter. That causes dementia after taking it just for a couple different times. <laughs> you know, we're like, this is our mainstream thought process. And no one's like, hey, has anyone ever really addressed your uh, stress level? <sighs> no. Why not? Because how hard is it for a doctor to talk to you about your stress levels? And then two, even coming from this doctor, how you manage those stress levels and what you do. When I went through uh, adrenal fatigue, when I opened up the practice and with my husband being, you know, in, in uh, deployed and very questionable spots and 
was just an aspect where I like had to take a step back and figure out like I need to do active things to help manage my stress levels. And so whether it be because it was affecting not only my immune system, it was affecting, you know, it can affect overall, we kind of talked about insomnia when you have those spikes of cortisol. But then too, once you have that, then during the day, you have difficulty concentrating, you have headaches, irritability, you'll have depression. It's where you see um, fatigue that happens. And so though, yes, stress is a part of life, how we manage stress. There are things in your control that I had to realize that um, not my circus, not my monkeys. If that phrase is not in your wheelhouse, use it and use it often. Oh, wow. Like that, that's a big thing. But you know what? Not my circus, not my monkeys. So, oof. <laughs> um, the secondary component that I really had to do is I had to focus on one, the amount of caffeine. Because when we talk about stress, like I enjoy coffee, right? But the problem is, is that really, really high intensity, long duration workouts. So like the hour long workouts, I had to take those out 15 or 20 minutes. My body was like, I've already been running from this bear for months now during this deployment and office opening and small business owning. Like I cannot handle an hour long of being checked by this secondary lion. So I had to be really conscious, like 15 minutes, true hit training, 20 minutes of workouts. I had to listen to... Um, there's a playlist, shameless plug, it's on Spotify, but it's not mine. It's created by Spotify. It's called Deep Focus. There's no, I never thought I could have a song that I liked that didn't have words, but it is one that I had to sit and like deep breathe. For yoga, that's some people, ugh, I want to like yoga. I want to be good at like meditation and the deep breathing and all of those stuff. Candidly, I'm working on it, not very good at it. But what I can do is I can sit down and just in my car on the way to and from work sometimes, 15, 20 minutes, that point where I had to like let my brain stop and just slow down for a minute. I had to to take those times. The reason why coffee is coffee is a stimulant. You are already stimulated. You're stimulated and you're stressed and coffee increases that fight or flight response and your fight or flight response is broken. It's burnt out. And so it's just those aspects of being, you know, some people can go to therapy, which I think is wonderful as well. Stress management, stress reduction, relaxation, um, all of those things in terms of managing what you can't, letting go of what you can't, giving to God what you can, preaching it to others, and then practicing what you're preaching. <laughs> like Those aspects of things, but more so than anything, you know, if you haven't gone through adrenal healing, you know, something on our website and in our office called Adrenal Revive. Um, my recommendations on patients and why they take it is a little bit different than the way that the bottle tells people to because I'm a practitioner and the bottle is not. So those are aspects that really have been able that have not only helped in my life more um, consistently, but has helped with others as well. So you just have to get down to the root cause of the problem and evaluate. You might say to yourself, I'm handling stress well, but there's functional nutritional testing we do in the office to see how well are your kidneys actually really responding? You know, I mean, your adrenals, like how well are your adrenals really responding? What do the biomarkers look like in terms of your HPA access and how well those are functioning and firing? So it's just one that, um, 
over the course of time, you'll see that decreased immune system can cause problems on a cellular level, but it's still just getting down to the root cause of the problem is what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Look forward to next week, but always remember that your power is on.